FMX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables presented by Maxis Tires, Scott Goggles, and Pro Taper. Mathis and Weege revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Lee at Re-Raceables. Thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Tell a friend all of that. These are really, really fun to do. Uh, again, thanks to the folks at Liat, uh, Liat.com. Uh, go there, whether it's mountain bike, whether it's motocross, they've got it all for you. Protection gear. These guys originated the first ever neck brace, and of course, they've refined it and uh, redesigned it along the way, along with head to toe and gear, flex lock boots, uh, the 9.5, 8.5 helmets. These guys got it all for you. And uh, man, when you look at Team Solitaire guys, they're running Liat. So if you want to save at Liat, use the code um, that I can give you by emailing the contact form on pulpamex.com. Liat.com, Scott Goggins. Guts Racing, uh, Decal Works, and Maxis. We'll tell you more about that later. This particular V-Raceables is about the 2017 uh, Monster Energy Cup in Las Vegas. Marvin Muskan won, 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 and gets a million dollars from it. We'll talk a little bit about this race and as well as sort of the history of the MEC US Open and more. And we'll also uh, talk to Le Marvin Muskan, the Marvin Muskan, uh, with me to uh, talk about it on the line. Jason Wygant, what's up, Weech? Yeah, uh, we've been meaning to get Marv on here for a long time. Um, I don't think he knew how serious we were. Like, we we really want him. We really do care, Marv. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure if Marv, uh, right now I think he's in the ether. We don't really know if he's racing or retired, uh, but we do not forget. And we could have done a variety of races with him. And you know what? We'll get Marv back. We're going to do more with Marv, right? There's plenty of great races. Well, the, the thing that's um, a, little, a little worrisome is when we spoke to Marv about this, he was like, you just picked the race. And... He's had a lot of great races. I mean, he's straight up beaten Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey, right? Uh, indoors, yeah. outdoors, uh, 250s, 450s, whatever it is, Marv has done it. And he was like, yeah, you guys pick. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I finally uh, talked to him in person. We were, you know, texting and calling and whatnot. And then uh, at, at Ironman, I'm finally like, hey, we want to do this. And he's like, you really do? And I'm like, of course. You've had so many great rides. And, yeah, uh, I expected him to be like, this is such a favorite night for me, one race or another. But he said you can just pick. So I decided to go with Monster Energy Cup because I feel like with this SMX coming up, it's probably a little relevant. You know, the million-dollar off-season race, the different type of track. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get – we got to talk about Marv someday, that first moto at Ironman where he beat those dudes straight up. But today we'll focus on the off-season yeah. big race like we have coming up soon. Maybe alongside Kevin Windham and Damon Bradshaw is the best guy to never win a premier or, you know, a national championship, let's say. Yeah, I'm with you. It's really, really hard. And I've realized this the last couple of years, especially that Marv keeps coming back and winning races like he did in 21 and 22 in mm-hmm. Supercross. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to classify where does Marv stand? Like, he, yeah, he's better than he, he's not the how many 250 guys we see come into the class, have great promise and not deliver. He's better than all of those guys. Like he won yeah. races a lot consistently. He was in title contention a lot. He is not a bust in any way, shape or form. Uh, but he didn't get the title. Yeah. So it's really hard to classify. Marv is better 
that I think people realize he yeah. is, unfortunately. And that's all because of one title makes such a difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree, right? Like, Jason Anderson's got one. And he's probably looked at it in a different way than um, Marv. And I would beg to differ that Marvin Muskan's a better rider. Had a better career. I, I think so. Yep. The bulk of work, I think, especially when you take outdoors into consideration yeah. in their yeah. 250 careers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is the same discussion we will have with Chase Sexton somewhere down the road. Like, even if Sexton doesn't win another title, and he certainly could, but yeah. even if he didn't, he got one. And I know in the moment, at the end of a perfect season, he's probably not feeling that love. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know the difference. We know dudes that didn't quite have that Supercross title that carry that chip on their shoulder for the rest of their lives. And yeah. Sexton doesn't have that. Anderson doesn't have that. Unfortunately for Marv, he does. Yeah, yeah. It just takes the one, and you're in a different class. You're talked about differently, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Kevin Windham, same thing. Damon Bradshaw, yep. same thing. And Marvin Muskan. And, uh, actually, that gives me an idea for a, uh, a column. So, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody steal that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to park that, okay. that, that note because, you know, we're not, let's not ask Marv on the call if he's retired or not. We'll let him do it on his own. But, um, hey, yeah. are, you, are you an MEC guy or a U.S. Open guy? Uh, I honestly like Monster Energy Cup better. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely see the appeal to some people. I mean, walking through the casino to a race, that was something special. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you never got to go to U.S. Open, that probably doesn't sound like anything. But do you agree? Like, 5 p.m. or whatever, like, walking out of your hotel room and, like, walking to a casino and going to a race, it was pretty unique. It was pretty cool. I, I, I will give it that. Did you feel that way with U.S. Open? Oh, yeah. No, I'm a U.S. Open guy. Like, by the end, oh. by the end, the 450s, really small track. It didn't, it didn't shine, but... There's some magical moments at that, and when you add the whole weekend together, uh, I'm a U.S. Open guy. I felt like, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Bruce Sternstrom when this race was announced. The MEC um, Monster was a huge part of this, right? And they didn't sure. they didn't want the 17th Supercross, the 18th Supercross, I should say. They didn't want that. They wanted something different. And I don't know if they ever got it. I don't know if it ever reached the the uh, um, the heights that they wanted. That it was too. It wasn't close enough to the next season for people to get that hyped about. It was it was uh, a little ways out of the end of the season. Amateurs were brought in. The tracks got kind of basic. Uh, Sam Boyd dirt, not great. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think it ever, to me, it never reached what we thought it could be. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. Um, I think both of us feel that if it could have taken place like the weekend after thanksgiving or something like beginning of december yep. it would have been much better um because you couldn't use it as any sort of preview i mean any nothing i mean dudes were coming in with no time in the bike or a whole month off of not riding and other guys were coming in ready and you try to use it as a gauge to the upcoming season but november december just so much goes down that this race is leaving out but all that said i still liked it better because unfortunately maybe you only remember the end but i remember watching those 450s at the uh, MGM Grand, that tiny track, and just being like, dude, this is so not exciting to watch. They were just so, they just look so slow. Yeah, on no. That track. Yeah, I, I, I specifically remember the, the final year, some friends of mine came down from Canada. We left halfway through the night show. We left. <laughs> That's it what was, I'm saying. It was Stu and Burner, I think, was the final year on Cowie's. Um, I think that was the final year. And just like, yeah, it, it was wasn't great, but I, I'll remember it in the earlier times when it was electric and and uh, Demuth and Langston and Reed and 
you know, Ricky debuting on a uh, – yep. did he debut on a Honda also? No. Uh, yeah, both. That was both. the most famous yeah. one of all. The yeah, so he booed. debuted on the um, Honda. He debuted, debuted on... in Suzuki also. Yeah, um, broke a clutch. Um, you know, Kelly Smith and I won it, uh, the four-stroke class one year. Uh, that was cool. Uh, came back the next year and won the number one plate. Uh, yeah, I just – and the casino atmosphere, like you said, you never saw daylight for, for days. Um, yeah, I liked it. U.S. Open, I'm team U.S. Open all the way. Although, by the end, yeah, I agree. It was it had run its course. You know what? Actually, now that you mention it this way, this might be the whole difference. I don't think I went to a U.S. Open until 05, end of 05. Um, so that's, what, seven years or so? It started in 98. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see two strokes. I didn't see McGrath. So maybe that's why, in my mind, it was half four strokes and then eventually all four strokes lumbering around this track. So maybe that's the difference. You uh, need to be there in 2000 or so. Yeah, betting on people. I bet on Buddy Antones because I'm like, it's Arena Cross. It's Buddy Antones. Oh, and God. then, like, shocking, just McGrath and everybody else just worked Buddy because they were just better riders, <laughs> right? Like, like, you know what I mean? But uh, And then that first year, yeah, the track was kind of sandy and everything else. But you, I do feel like when there was the Chicken Bradshaw match, you called that one a webcast, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the press conference between Chicken and Bradshaw, which yeah. is just gold. Yeah. Um, plus, the best part about honestly doing the webcast was that you're in Vegas for three or four days with Jim Holly at your side, which is just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Amazing, right? <laughs> we need to have re-raceables after dark. It's just incredible. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's talk about US Open. Talk about Monster Energy Cup. Uh, we got, we're going we're gonna to talk to Marv here as well. But like. The Monster Energy Cup, just the legacy, uh, it was done for nine years. Can you name me all the winners I have in front of me? I couldn't. I could not. I guarantee you. But I'm asking you. Yeah. Could you name all the winners? No. No. When I think of history of Monster Cup, first of all, if you had told me nine years, I'd have been like, no way. Mm -hmm. I, I did not. If you had asked me, I wouldn't have guessed nine. And second of all, the only thing I do remember is that three guys won the million, which was RV the first year, then, then, uh, Marv, who we're talking to here, and then eventually Tomac as well. So that's funny. The only ones that stick out are the million, because I think it's the point of you never left there taking anything away from it. Like, oh, well, you got to watch this guy come Anaheim because we knew it didn't mean anything. So it's almost like you win the million or bust. Yeah, yeah, pretty much right. Like, uh, give me your top four or five Monster Energy Cup moments in your just any year, any memories. Well, one of the other big ones besides the million is this is where Roxa made his Honda debut, right? Yep. And uh, he destroys everybody in the first race. And then he's about to destroy everybody in the second race. And then he crashes big in a jump, then comes back, as Marv said, in the third one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, good Lord, Roxa and a Honda, this is going to be unbelievable. This is going to be complete domination. Look out, big reds back. Mm-hmm. It's the right guy, right team, right time, right place. But then you look back and you're like, wait, so what happened? It was he was the best guy, but he had one crash. And that ended up being like this small, like microcosm of what the whole Honda thing ended up being for him. I got I got RV winning a million dollars and complaining. That's one of my Mm -hmm. memories. I got an epic stew and RV battle uh, once or twice in, in one or two mains. Just an amazing battle. Yeah, I have. Done shifting his bike with his hand. Yes. Don't, don't know what year. Don't know what happened. But yeah, shifting a bike with his hand. I Twice. Got, he did it two races in a row. What do you mean? He literally bent the shifter two in two consecutive races. He did? Yeah. God, what a it's hero. Like, what are the odds of this? 
Yes. I got done. But for, yeah, shifting his hand yeah. on a triple. Dunge forgetting to take. Riding the shifter while in the air. Dunge forgetting to take the Joker lane. Oh, yeah. I got Tevin Tapia beating Chad Reed in a LCQ daytime. Where I was just going, we what did is going? Did not remember that one. What maybe, is, maybe for a good reason. Yeah, I was just like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? Uh, and then, um, yeah, that's about all I got. Oh, and then uh, guys are absolutely eating shit this year, 2017, um, numerous times. He did redeem himself the next year or the year after with like a fifth. A couple of years later, right? he yeah. get fourth or third. Yeah. He did good. Yeah, he did pretty yeah. well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's about all I got for Monster Energy Cup memories. Like, if you were to just like pin me down, that's what I got. Yeah, I got one more, uh, and it was funny. Uh, he brought it up on his own pod. Uh, Cian Cirillo is still the defending champion, last champ of this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was pretty memorable because there was so much AC hype. He had put it back together, won the 250 motocross title. This is his first 450 race, and he wins. You could argue that Tomac was maybe a little faster. He was catching him, but bottom line is you win your first 450 race. It's a lot of excitement. So that one was pretty memorable to me as oh. well. I had forgotten that that was the last one. Oh, yeah, wait, so, and Savachi moving over for Tomac. Cowie teammates got that, uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it. That million dollars to me is defined by that. Like, I remember just RV just rolling everybody. But let's be honest, that first year... Oh, no, Dunge did show up, like, what, a week into riding the KTM that mm-hmm. first year in 2011. So RV did have to beat him. Um, I feel like the first year, most of the riders were on the fence. So RV did sweep it, but he didn't have to go against Stu and Reed, who were the other really fast guys at that time. Um, and Dunge was just getting on a KTM. The Marv one, as we're talking about here, was pretty much straight up. I mean, Tomac did crash, but Marv was really good. That that uh, Tomac one, it uh, will always look a little dubious with Savachi there. Oh, and then Barsha showed up as a privateer on a Honda, and then in practice, on his new privateer bike, he ate shit coming down the ramp. Yeah, looped out. Looped out, yeah. And then you were like, oh, boy. And then he actually got a fill-in because Millsaps crashed out, and he was back on the factory gravy train. And, you know, that's where he remains today, and he's had a great second half. But there was a time where he had no ride, you know? Uh, Yeah, buying his own bike, making his own thing happen. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he was that far down. It really was. It was – that was it. Um, All right, Uh, that's the uh, Monster Energy Cup 2017 edition um, and and some more Monster Cup – memories uh thank you to folks at scott sports by the way uh proudly made uh in the usa uh scott is a global leader in innovation technology and design scott has always been proud to support racing from jason anderson to pro circuit caleb russell uh choose the quality product and support from scott by the way we did you know that our buddy Knowles at scott uh joe schmoda next year going to honda right head to toe fox except for goggles oh nice keeping nice johnny Knowles. yes uh, so thank you to the folks at Scott Sp- Scott Goggles. Uh, Scott is proud to relive iconic moments in the sport with this Reraceables podcast. Thank you to the folks at uh, Decal Works as well. Ron Joint and the boys making graphics for Jason Wygant, uh, even though he screws them up. Pulpamex 23 is the code to save with Decal Works. Uh, again, uh, Monster, Monster, uh, Red Bull, KTM, Rockstar Energy, uh, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Off-Road Team. Using decal works, Pulpamex 23 is the code to save. From the wild to the wild, they will design it for you all. And uh, really good quality stuff. And so please check them out. They're on the cutting edge of graphics and design and all of that. So thank you to those guys for all that they do. And, of course, Liat as well. Liat.com. Um, great company, great guys. Uh, a passion to ride, a passion to push the limits. That's what Liat is. Email us using the contact form on Pulp. We'll send you a code to save. All right, we, should, we, uh, should we talk to Marvin Muskin? Let's do it. 
Yep. All right, everybody. Here's uh, Marvin Muskan talking about the 2017 uh, Monster Energy Cup, including what he did with the million dollars. All right, now joining us on the Liat Re-Raceables, uh, the man who we're, uh, we've been talking about and who went 1-1-1 in the 2017 Monster Energy Cup, Red Bull KTM's Marvin Muskan. What's up, Marv? How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, yeah. I feel like we're back in seventeen talking about the Monster Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, look, you uh, you dominated this event. Uh, you and Eli went at it in the first one, and uh, he crashed out. And then you went on, I, I think, rather uh, easily to win the next two main events. Dean Wilson qualified fastest actually on the night as well. You qualified third. But I guess, uh, what do you remember about this night, about this race, about the, the Monster Energy Cup when you went one one one? Well. Uh... First of all, I started uh, that race um, like like every year, like thinking about man, it'll be cool to get on the podium, you know. Overall, uh, you know, there's good price money, so it's always super exciting. You know, the racing will be very intense. Um, so yeah, obviously started off with a great uh, great battle. I think we had a restart of the first one. Uh, I think it was a red flag, if I'm yep. not wrong. Yep. So yeah, we re- uh, restarted it and um, yeah, battling with Eli. Uh, I think we passed passed each other maybe one or twice, and then um, and then I was ahead of him, and he had a had a big crash. So uh, yeah, went on to to win that that, that first one, and then um, then man just. Just what I remember is like crossing the finish line for the first main. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, there we go. I, I'm the only one right now who has a chance to win the million, right? So, <laughs> yeah. like, man. And then I was like, okay, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just, just try to go, be consistent, and and get first overall, right? It's still like like a hundred grand. You know, it's it's awesome, right? So, um, and then I go out and and win the second one. <laughs> so I'm like. Like there you go, and then um, and then all, all I think about is like, oh man, I know they're gonna interview me on the line before the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then and that's exactly what happened. They they came up to me and and obviously asked me how I was feeling, and I was oh, trying to be like really relaxed and just focused on um, executing the start and. And my actually last start of the the main event, I, the third main event, was just uh, the best one. Mm-hmm. I, I had a massive, massive hole shot. It was on the on the metal gate and a big drop on metal. So it was actually really, really technical, but uh, but a fun one. Yeah, I think that last one you just took off, from what I remember. I didn't watch any highlights of this one, but I read about it. I think you just took off. Yeah, it was gone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was just. I don't know. It's just one of those days where everything's clicking, um, kind of like almost like in in a dream, you know, mm-hmm. or or whatever. So, man, I was uh, yeah, I was leading. Uh, Anderson was behind me. Um, the second main and the third main. I had a little gap, and then I was like, like just like conserving that gap every single lap. It was like pretty much the same gap, and and I was like, and it's easy. I mean, kind of easy because it's like ten laps. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay. One more lap, one more lap, and you're like, okay, five to go, four, three, two, one. So you know what I'm saying? It's, it's. Um, I used to really like that. It was it also in Supercross when it used to be like 20 laps. Mm-hmm. You you know exactly, and men- mentally, it's um, it's better. <laughs> did you take the million or the payout? What did you do? Um. Well, let's not talk about 
the million because at the end it's never a million. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, RV, we always make the joke about RV was complaining to everybody about it. He he wanted to let everybody know that he didn't win a million dollars. No, exactly. So, yeah, I did get the, the, the payout. Um, okay. Uh, a lot of things has to be, you know, with like insurance or whatever, you know, like yeah, you yeah. never know what, what can happen within 20 years because yeah. if you take it, if you take it for 20 years, you never know what can happen anyway. So I, I did take the, the payout and, uh, and yeah, but everybody's like, oh, the million dollar man, or what did you do with the million? <laughs> I keep hearing that for so long. And in my head, I'm like, this is far from being a million. <laughs> yeah. Cause with the payout, it ends up being 600, right? And then you pay 50% tax on that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah so exactly. That, you really walked away with. I mean, still, look, I'm no one's going to complain about three hundred, four hundred grand or whatever. But yeah, it's not quite a million. So you know. Yeah, it's still it's still a lot a lot better than a hundred grand if I won uh, the yeah. overall yeah. today. Yeah. But um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're working on it, and uh, you know, with uh, with you know, after a few years, uh, maybe it'll come up to a million. <laughs> when it when it came, well, uh, oh, no, but you're saying you did take the payout, so you're at some point getting some money over the course of a long span here from this one race. That's how that actually works. No, the payout's all at once. The or yes, you, or you, Oh, you took the million. Sorry, yeah, you took the payout. You took the payout, yeah. Or it's oh, okay. 20 grand yeah, for what is 20 the, years like or 20 something. 20 years yeah. or something? Yeah. It is, it is. So still, yeah. RV, RV, RV is still getting paid right now. Oh, did he take that? I don't know. I didn't know that. I thought he took the payout. I think so. Okay, I think yeah. So. All, all I know is he, he was complaining about the million dollars, and then they gave him a free truck, and he said, uh, ah, I wish it was a Raptor. That's all I that's, that's, <laughs> It's just classic. Man, RV. <laughs> classic Ryan Villapoto. It's RV all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Marv, yeah, I know Tomac crashes out, and you had been battling with him quite a bit uh, this year and then the next couple years. But Anderson in there, I mean, that's no slouch. Like, I don't want people to think like, ah, but it's an off-season race. Who is he really racing? Uh, obviously, Anderson's no joke. So uh, there was some pressure, and there were some some competitors. It only takes one rider to beat you in one moto. So it wasn't easy. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, for sure not. Uh, the pressure was building uh, each moto's, uh, each main. Uh, like you said, it's it's Jason Anderson. It's not you know, uh, it's, it's not a privateer. Uh, I don't know who else was there. Um, I don't remember who got third overall, but yeah, Eli was there. Yeah, he did crash, but he was lining up behind the gate in the first main. Yeah, uh, I did pass him. So in some ways, I was I was ahead of him when he crashed. So there you <laughs> people go. can no, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if um, there's always if uh, he didn't crash, but uh, it is what it is. It's 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 one race, one night, um, and anything can happen in those races. It's kind of like motocross of nations. You know, it's it's one day. Dean Wilson, yeah, are you pretty uh, proud sorry. then, knowing okay, you, the pressure was there, the nerves. Then you knew they were going to interview you, and you did. <laughs> And then, like, did you look back and be like, hey, I'm really happy with how I performed, especially pulling that start. Like, that whole shot was ridiculous. You have to have been proud of yourself how you performed with with that kind of pressure on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when when the whole thing was over, I'm like, wow, first of all, it felt so good. But... But also, yes, really proud. And uh, but I was kind of prepared, you know. I I, I really focused on on myself, and um, and I knew, like I told you earlier, like I knew they were gonna come up to me on the line. So uh, I was prepared, and I, I knew what to answer or and to focus on. So um, yeah, it was just like I said, just a perfect day. Everything went went perfect. Uh, 
Um, so a great, great, great souvenir, that's for sure. Dean Wilson went third, three five three. Anderson two two two, and obviously Eli crashed out in the in the first one. Um, Marv, did you like? I don't know what was obviously. Look, winning this is awesome and it's great, but generally for the Monster Energy Cup, did you ride a lot? Were you preparing? Were you ramping up your training or what? It seemed to me in talking to some riders, they were like. Yeah, I rode Supercross a couple times. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Like the the way the different how serious guys took it were different different ways. How serious did you take this race, or you know, was it a bit of a like we'll just see what happens? Well, this race is also super early uh, in the off season. Um, uh, yeah, time. Uh, yeah. We always uh, kind of take uh, September off. Uh, travel to France, and I remember mm-hmm. we went. I think we went on vacation a couple weeks before uh, with with family, brother-in-law, uh, Mathilde. And um, and I was telling Mathilde because like, Mathilde wanted to go like maybe like a whole week or whatever. And I'm like, no, but I need a ride. I need a ride. Monster Cup's coming up, and dude, I remember that, and I was like stressing out because I was I didn't ride much, and uh, and, it, and it actually went went really well at Monster Cup. So yeah, that was that was the story about it. And um, but yeah, everybody is definitely not lying about not riding too much before uh, before Monster Cup. That's for sure. Especially the riders that raced the whole year Supercross, the 17 rounds, and the 12 outdoors. Then. If you go on racing Morocco's of Nations, um, some some years you have to travel to Europe and come back. So usually, like September is like a little bit of some weeks yeah. uh, off, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Monster Cup was uh, around October. So that just you know leaves you uh, only a couple weeks to, uh, to to practice. Did you ever feel like, uh, and maybe this is a dumb question, but obviously this is a th- this race was. A monster race. They created it. They pushed Feld with it. They title Supercross. You're the Red Bull guy. Did you like back in the day? A lot of riders that were not Honda liked to win the Daytona Supercross by Honda. It was a big deal because Honda was a title sponsor forever. Did you feel like yeah, like a little bit extra motivation or a little bit extra like haha, Red Bull uh, won the monster race, or does that not even matter? Um. Yeah, we actually always uh, thought about it and always talked about it. That's, okay. that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and especially, I think there's uh, the year before, which was uh, October in six, uh, 2016. Uh, I got third overall, which was great. I uh, almost got second to to Dunge. Um, uh, oh no, I, I thought I was gonna say I, I thought three Red Bull guy won, but I, I, I'm wrong. Kenny Kenny won the first moto, crashed out, and came back to the third one. Remember? Yep. Um, but yeah, at the end, uh, Tomac won the overall, mm-hmm. but Dunge and me were second and, and third. So, uh, so no, I thought uh, Red Bull guy won, but. Uh, yeah, I we actually talked about yeah winning that race and then on the podium um, say something about oh yeah Red Bull gave me wings you know the, <laughs> so, but I think I I don't think I on the uh, that that was definitely something I would say yeah yeah oh that's funny that's pretty funny look you kept yeah. rolling man this this is probably honestly this might be one of the might be the best off season any rider has ever had we I remember at least in our job in the media we were really hyping this up that you won Paris and Geneva, right? And again, Anderson was there going good at a lot of them. You were just rolling. Were you taking these races? Obviously, U.S. Open, or sorry, MEC, yes. you just said you weren't. It was early in the program. Were you taking any of those two races or the offseason as like, this is momentum, this is confidence? Or did you just think of them as, nah, they're offseason races. It doesn't really prove anything. Uh, 
No, I mean, like I said, Monster Cup, I was like, oh, it's it's not a... I was not racing Monster Cup uh, with the goal of, like, preparation. It was, you know, you ride, you ride a couple weeks before just to get a little bit ready for it. Um, but I was super early in the offseason, so that one like didn't count as a preparation to be honest and then but then when i would go to paris um and then geneva like those races they meant so much for me because that's home for me even like geneva in switzerland it's most of the people like like french i would say are and and from swiss but um those those were like so important to me because of the fans and like i i feel like i had to win you know what i'm saying um so that year that year when i won oh i won also straight rhythm um oh I think yeah that year. Yep. yeah straight rhythm monster cup paris uh geneva and then i won anaheim one also so the first open yep. of the season so pretty amazing run yeah, yeah. So this is not a coincidence like you were you weren't just showing up and doing well i would imagine you were feeling good that whole off season especially the later ones Later in the off season, Paris and Geneva, you you felt yeah. like we were rolling, riding at home. Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely a, a crazy off season and uh, good practices during the week, uh, good racing. Uh, like I said, those off season races overseas, especially in France, were so important. But at the same time, um, it was not. I mean, it was like good preparation because uh, you do starts. Uh, you do some models, even though they're not twenty-minute models over there. But still, it's it's good racing. But I was more focused on winning uh, in front of the fans and and having a great time winning than than really do like the preparation thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, gotcha. My mind was more up to like, oh, I, I have to win. So um, so yeah, we had good battles, uh, especially in Geneva with with Jason uh, that year. Um, unfortunately, the the 18 season uh, second round, I had a crash and dislocated my shoulder, and still came back. And then at the end of the year, I I finished only a few points from uh, Anderson who won the championship. So that definitely could have been um, uh, unreal season for me. I didn't even want to bring that up, Marv. I didn't even <laughs> want to bring up Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just going to stop at Anaheim one and just, yeah. just pretend round two didn't happen. Um, yeah. and, and Marv, I've seen you at you know so many Genevas and Parises over the years, right? I've been lucky enough to go there, and Weege, like I mean, he's the man, right? Like the, there's there's nonstop crowds around his pit. He's he's the the star of these races. Everyone's watching him. He's the hero guy coming back home. So you have all of that, and then you have to you know perform on the track too, Marv. Those races can't be easy for you. They got to be pretty stressful. Like you know, you get them, you get it done. You've won a bunch of them, but it can't be easy, right? Like all yeah. the things going on. Yeah. No, that's true. It's it's awesome and tough at the same time. So yeah, um, I mean, Paris Supercross, you have the Super Bowl. So yeah, you go out there on your, I mean, by yourself and do a hot lap in front of the of full crowd. So this is something like crazy, like especially um, most of the years, you know, like they send uh, the slowest guy out first for right. the Super Bowl and then the fastest guy at the end. And usually that's from qualifying. So yep. for a few years, I was like the very last guy to go out. And then, um, and you know how, I mean, the, the, the one, before last goes and then he does his lap and then they send you doing a slow lap before to take off and mm -hmm. do the lap yeah and 
and I was trying to get as close as the guy in front of me, you know what I'm saying? Um, to start my lap, like, as soon as he, uh, the other guy finished his, because I didn't want to, like, be rolling around and wait a longer time to start my lap and then and having the crowd yeah, getting hyped up. You know, sure. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, Let, let's get it let's get it done, like, as soon as possible, because I don't want to build up pressure. So, yeah, that was funny. And uh, many times I, I got I got the pole position uh Mm-hmm. Uh, Don and and the crowd was uh, was amazing. So yeah, great times. Did you have? Hey, did to... you go oh, to sorry. Paris as a kid? Um, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I went. I think the first time was uh, ninety eight. I went. Uh, I went there in ninety yeah ninety eight, and then we we're able to to do the opening ceremonies with the top riders. So and we were riding like sixty five. So they would take like the top ten of the French championship on sixty five. And uh, we would get there, bring our bikes, uh, and a, a set of gears. So riders, I had the same gear for mm-hmm. opening ceremonies. So yeah, that's how that's how we meet uh, DV, uh, McGrath, Kevin Windham, Ezra Lask, all those guys. Like I have pictures. So yeah, Weege, there's a there's a picture Weege that DV posts once in a while of Marv. Getting his yeah. jersey when he was, you know, yeah. when Marv was little at the Paris Supercross, and then DV has a photo with like Rick Johnson back in the day of getting yeah. his. Like it was just a thing, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, cool. that's awesome to be like like going to Paris, like I said, and then um, be like the biggest fan of, of DV and seeing him, seeing him like winning uh, in Paris, and then and then I was the one winning in Paris uh, years years after him. So it was uh, it was just awesome, awesome. Marv, do you know uh, do you know Jean Michel Bale at all? I don't know how much uh, you've a little had. bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. We uh, last time D- David Villeman was up here on the Pulp Show, we we ranked the best. I ranked the best French riders ever uh, to race in America. I put you one, Bale two. Really? Yeah, you won Bale two. The DV said no. Bale's Bale won titles. Marv didn't, and we got into yeah, a bit, we got. Course, in, I, I was yeah. gonna tell you that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much first of all, but yeah, um, JMB definitely came into america and won outdoors and supercross championships so uh yeah it's huge yeah then then we started just yeah dv just started yelling at me as he does <laughs> you know so then i just be i was quiet after that but yeah he just, <laughs> it was it was it was funny hey one of the reasons i i wanted to talk about this one is it's a little bit relevant to what we have coming up with these smx races where they're hybrid tracks we don't exactly know what it's going to look like but it is crazy if you look at the highlights of this 2017 Monster Cup, it's the same style of start where half the field goes left, half the field goes right, and meets in the middle. And uh, so for you guys, and maybe this is a slight preview of what's coming up this weekend, what was it like to race on a hybrid track? It didn't have whoops. I would assume it's a little faster than an average Supercross. What was that like as a rider? Did you change the bike? Did you have to change your approach? Anything like that? Um, we always ran Supercross uh, suspensions uh, on Monster Cup, so it, they build like pretty big jumps and rhythm sections. So you definitely need um, pretty stiff suspensions for that. Um, but at the same time, if if there is you know that big sweeper outside the stadium and uh, and speed stuff, you need with the choppy bumps and stuff, you still need some, some comfort. So you have to find a little bit of a, a way to, to get it dialed. But um, 
I mean, I have a feeling that the SMX round will be more like uh, like uh, Atlanta for the, for the last few years, without whoops, um, like high speed, a little bit of sand, big jumps, and some supercross rhythm sections. So that's how I see it. The whoops thing is that um, is it too hard to have a bike do both? Like you said, man, that sweeper outside in Vegas was gnarly. Um, would it have been tough to set up a bike to do both if you had to have done whoops at the Monster Cup? Uh, yes, and I think you would definitely set up your bike more for the whoops than the sweeper. <laughs> uh, yeah, gotcha. Because I'd heard the teams didn't want whoops at these SMX races. I think for that reason, like, tell us what direction to go on this bike. Do we have to do yeah. this or not? That's a big difference. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe they wanted to bring more, um, uh, like the privateers, riders, or like, mm -hmm. like, like there was that French guy, uh, Roman Pap, that that actually qualified for the SMX, and and he only rides motocross, so he's going to do the SMX run. So I think that's the perfect example to get those riders to do the best they can out. Uh, that works out for him. Actually, you're right. Yes, I forgot. Steve, remember when Monster Energy Cup first came around? That was one of the things they said, like, oh, maybe we'll get Caroli, Tony Caroli yeah, or, or, yeah. or someone to race it. I forgot that. Yeah, Geyser. Yeah. yeah, Team Geyser raced it. Actually, he's 17. He raced. Yeah, Unfortunately, he, he had a big... Yeah, that, was, uh, that was the one where he insisted on running his own suspension, and Honda guys were like, no... You need to run Supercross stuff, and he tested it, and he said, I can't ride with this. This is terrible. Put my motocross stuff back on, and then he absolutely couldn't ride the track. It was horrible. Um, yeah. hey, Marv, the, these these, uh, joke, these joker lanes at Monster Cup, um, you know, they always add an extra flavor. Dunge forgot to take it one time, lost the overall, I believe, uh, or Barsha did, or somebody. Um, did, was the strategy always just taken on the last lap or near the end? Was that always? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, obviously – yeah, take the best uh, start possible, mm -hmm. basically all shot, um, and then use that that joke lane. But it's funny you think about it. You tell me about it because in seventeen, I can't I can't really remember uh, the joke lane actually. Huh? Maybe it wasn't it was there. A, yeah, I don't know. No, it was. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a weird one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, maybe I took it. Maybe one lap to go or something. Yeah. Um, also, did, did you have to fight uh, Alden and KTM to do the uh, Paris and Geneva, Geneva every year? We all know the, we all know his thoughts on off-season stuff, right? Uh, but these are really important to you, as you mentioned. Um, besides the money, but these are really important for you to race. Did you have to? Was it, was it a battle every single year? Like, hey, man, I want to go. Uh, I would say a little bit. Yeah, uh, it was. Yep. He was not always. Uh, oh yeah, for sure, because right. Obviously, Frankie would fly to Austria. Uh, he would bring suspensions and a couple parts and then build a bike over there. And then they would take a sprinter van and then drive to Paris. And they would do the same for uh, for Geneva. So mm -hmm. it was a lot, obviously some some work and some hours uh, for Frankie and uh, logistics for, for Keats. So we would always, uh, uh, yeah, deal with it. So uh, right. with Keats, yeah. <laughs> Right. And did you race every single Monster Cup? I don't even know. I could go back and look. This is maybe a bit of a lazy question on my part, but did you race every single one? I, uh, I would say yes. Yeah. Um, and the very first one, obviously, is when RV won, yep. right? Yep. And then uh, I raced um, a 350 uh, that oh, year. I okay. was racing. Yeah. I was racing 250 that year, Yeah. Uh, I believe, and then I jumped on a 350 to race uh, Monster Cup. 
that first that, that first year the track was too long. They they were trying like we each said, they were trying to get some Europeans and make it more motocrossy, but I remember at some point being like, Man, this is kinda of boring. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh anything else for Marv, Weege? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm, you're still working with uh, Tom Vial, right? Is there anything you're doing to prepare different for these SMX races? Like, I mean, even at Ironman, people didn't know what to do. If you guys figured out anything now by Friday of how to back or what you want to do? Yeah, well, to clarify, uh, um, clarify, I was uh, I was only at the races uh, with Tom, so Tom wanted to yeah have have some someone like me at the races uh, because I know I know those tracks, I know the schedule and everything. Sure. It's on help for that. So uh, I'm not with Tom uh, during the week. So it, it's it's you know uh, up up to obviously his trainer and, and then the people down in in Florida to to do the job on on that. And uh, I, I guess um, yeah, I guess they they have a track um, like a mix uh, of uh, of Supercross and Motocross. So um, I guess uh, it's not easy to to prepare really for uh, for that kind of uh, races. I heard some guys here in California they're going to Paris Raceway to ride a little bit. Uh, so they have some a little bit of high speed motocross and maybe they will go some supercross. So you have to find a way to to do both. I feel you guys didn't do anything different for Monster Cup though. You just rode supercross track. Yes, correct. Even whoops, yeah, we rode, yeah, we rode whoops, so, yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's the, the great unknown is what's coming up now, and I'm like, well, the only thing that anyone has even close Monster Cup, but like you said, it might not even be that close, so it'll be interesting to see how this turns out, yep. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, yeah, should be should be good. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of the hybrid tracks, but uh, let's give it a shot and see how it works, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it, I really, I really, I really think it's going to be like, um, like Atlanta Supercross uh, the last few years uh, with that type of, you know, there is there is whoops, but minus the whoops right now for for SMX, it's going to be uh, some like pretty big jumps, uh, close to obviously Monster Cup mm-hmm. kind of tracks, uh, some sand, and, uh, and that's it. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we want to get you back on here because before we got you on, we were talking about all your great races, um, and there's a lot of them uh, to talk about. I like the fact that, uh, you know, Eli Tomac's a, a, a multi-time champion outdoors, and uh, many times you took Tomac to the to the limit and beat him mm-hmm. outdoors. So I'd like to look back at one of those races at some point, but I uh, really appreciate the, the time on the Lee at Re-Raceables, Marv. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime. It's it's always fun, and obviously we can also talk about Marcos of Nations. Uh, in 15 uh, which one uh, the one I, I, I'm going to uh, uh, this in October so it'll be fun to, to be there uh, a few years after I won oh you're going yeah I don't want to miss that one <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was quite a day I think third place team was about a hundred points behind USA and France it was it was yeah. a, it was a show everyone put yeah. on a show yeah that was great um, awesome man well thanks for the time Marv appreciate thank it thank you guys and uh, we'll see you at SMX man sounds good I guess. Yep. See Good stuff from Marv. And uh, I don't know, Weege. It is funny to hear these guys like it wasn't a million dollars. And and, they, and they, they're right. They have a point. Like I said, they have a point. It's taxes and everything else. But I don't know. It was a million dollars to me. Yeah, to me, it was always a little unfair because they were complaining. And I remember how this happened. Like uh, Villapoto is working on winning the million that very first year. None of the other top guys, as I said, besides Dunge, went. And I remember seeing Stu and Chad on Twitter uh, starting to 
laugh about how it's not really a million. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. And I'm like, and what gets me mad about that is, you know, it's not like Monster or the promoter was shafting the rider. That's just the just the IRS, you know. But like, I don't know if fans. When they see that info, they're like, oh, wow, they said it was a million, but they're only giving the guy 500 grand. Right, no, like right. Monster or Feld or the insurance they bought, however they paid it, they paid a million dollars. It's just the government says you're getting taxed. Um, so I, I always thought that was a little disingenuous. It's like, what what is what is Feld supposed to do? Like, yeah, you yeah. can't hide when you make a million dollars. It's not their fault. No, exactly. And I believe that was straight out of Feld's money for the first one was an in insurance, but the other ones were, were paid by Feld, I believe. Yeah, eventually I know at least this Marv one uh, or the Tomac one. I know toward the end, yes, they were straight up million dollars right out of the kitty. Yep. And that reminds me, though, there was one other big memory from this uh, from this race we're forgetting. Mm. Trey Kennard should have done this. He blew it. No, I don't remember that. Remember that? No. He won the first two, and he was leading the third one, and he crashed. And no. And Millsaps won. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, don't remember Trey that. Trey had... Trey had uh, won the first two in a Honda year. I think Mills was this when Millsaps I think jumped on the um, the Rocky Mountain team on the KTM. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was the the million that got away. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I didn't didn't did not remember that at all. So who knew? Um, all right. Uh, that's uh, Marvin Muskan. Thank you for for that. Uh, time for the categories, Weege. All right, time for the Liat Re-Raceables categories. By the way, thanks to Maxxis, uh, Maxxis.com, uh, light truck tires, trailer tires. New tires available, soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain, and they got a paddle now as well. Uh, so Maxxis.com for more information. And our folks at Guts, Pulp 2023 is the code to save. Phantom lightweight seat foam, complete seats, seat covers, design your own seat cover, gripper covers, uh, regular covers, step seats, uh, anything to do with seats, Guts Racing is the place to do it at. And, of course, Scott, Decal Works, and, of course, the folks at Maxis, uh, or folks, folks at Liat as well. Uh, thank you to Marv for doing this, by the way, too. All right, re-raceables categories, uh, Monster Energy Cup 2017. Who really won the race? Well, I mean, Marv won a million dollars. Yeah, he won three motos and a million dollars, so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, who's that guy award? Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I had to go into combined qualifying to see. And not really. I kind of know everybody. I guess the guy that I wouldn't know is um, Cordell Caro. He qualified 43rd. No, I've not heard of him. Corday Caro. He must be a Japanese guy. Let me, let me look in the, uh, in the entry forms here. Because I do not know who that gentleman is. Um, who's that guy award? It says Costa Mesa, California. I don't know. Can I um, can I cheat and go to the All-Stars or Super Mini? Can I cheat? Sure. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, this The other unique things about this race, they had a Super Mini race and Amateur All-Stars also to fill in the three moto format. Uh, it's actually interesting. Seth Hamaker goes one, one hmm. Pierce Brown, second Joe Shimoda, third. Hmm. It's kind of interesting, right? This is yeah. six years ago. And those three guys are all pros now, all decent riders. Uh, Dylan Greer got fifth. Now I'm sure Seth Rarick and many are going to come at me and be like, how do you not remember Dylan Greer? Obviously I've been on the red is a lot. It's not ringing a bell. Fourth place Tanner stack. Definitely remember the name. Remy Alves, sixth. Definitely remember the name. Fifth Dylan Greer out of Ocala, Florida. Good on you, and that's my bad. I'll probably get hit up on a DM. But uh, good job, Dylan Greer. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
Lick Kid Award. I, I mean, I've, I've tried to find photos of this race. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything to be – not Marv in his Thor gear. I know that. Um, this is the Barsha privateer year, but I think it didn't look that good, if I'm being honest. So Alpine Stars was still – way out there their gear looks awesome these days but yeah. dude there was a lot of alpine stars looks in those days where i'm like what are what is going on it's like is it your goal to get every single color of ink you own on this jersey yeah by the way shout out um, to uh, dean wilson for qualifying fastest on a yz 450f i think this was his privateer dean this was before wait, he got no the... no it's not what is it no he's husky no he says he's on a yamaha uh i mean what are you talking about? I'm seeing him on a Husqvarna SC450. Okay, on the timing sheets, he's listed on a YZ450, and I was thinking... Wait a this, minute. This Could was, this be hashtag never change? Well, remember, he started on a Yamaha before he got the fill-in ride. I just don't know what year that was. Yeah, so is there a chance, like in early 2017, he was originally in the AMA database <laughs> on a Yamaha, and then they race outdoors, and they come back and are like, fire up that Supercross database again. <laughs> are you sure he's on a Husky? Because there was I'm even looking at photos of the podium, and unless oh. it's the wrong year, okay, I'm seeing yeah him and Anderson like uh, with Husqvarna okay. gear on. The, the, so it must have he must have rode 2016 Supercross early on that Yamaha, then got picked up as a fill-in uh, for Rockstar Husky again or something. I don't remember. Yes. He, he definitely rode Supercross on a Yamaha for a little bit, uh, but yep. yes, this could be the exact same thing. He's listed as on a Yamaha YZ250, so that's awesome. Great hashtag never change. change. Yep. Uh, yes. Okay, so I don't have anything for Lick Kit. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I, so I know I just said Alpine Stars look terrible on Barsha. I have to reach so deep to find something. Uh, in the Super Mini class, it's won by the, at that time, dominant Jet Reynolds. And they had been making Jet, I don't know if this was on purpose or what, but Jet was in Mac in those days. Like, he was on Team Green. He was Alpine Stars guy. Everything he did looked exactly like Tomac. And he won Super Mini. I found a picture of him. Like, that is cool. Just a complete mini Eli Tomac at the time, which I thought was a cool move because he was kind of that mm-hmm. quiet, intimidating. He's just going to come and win, and that's all we need to talk about. Kids, thought that was a cool move. They kind of made him a mini Tomac. So Alpine Stars, I'm going to give it to you for the super mini win. All right, fair enough. Uh, shit kid award, Liat Reraceables. Uh, I'll, I'll just go. I saw a photo of Marv on here. I don't know which main event it was, or if he switched gear or whatever, but it's. Flow yellow, red, black on an orange bike? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, again, you could take Thor. You could take the numbers off the bike. Show me any photo of Marv from 2015 to 2022, and I wouldn't know what year it was. It never <laughs> is inspiring. It's never – it's always blah. Uh, yeah, but this is not good. Uh, but again, I don't have everybody in front of me, so maybe it's a bit unfair to say it. But from the photos I can find, Marv wins shit kit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go both ends of the spectrum. I'm going to pick Barsha's Alpine Stars gear for the shit kit. So amazingly, Alpine Stars <laughs> both the best and worst. But yeah, the weird thing about these races, there was always one small drawback to the three-moto format at Monster Cup, which we do occasionally see with the Triple Crowns now, which is... The races are so short, they don't really stretch out. They don't get as boring. And then you don't see, like you literally, if you get ninth place, you're just never seeing. There's just no photos, no video, nothing. No. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's so hard to even remember what gear guys had. It's You can do the simple Google image search of any Supercross and find tons of stuff. But here it's just like, here's a whole bunch of photos of Marv, and that's it. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Leah, Raceables categories. Where's JT? Uh, he's probably in the press box with us, right? Yeah, I'm assuming he's in the yeah. press box hanging with us. It, yep. Is this uh, is this the race with the Dig Dugs or no? Who knows? It was Vegas, but I don't know if that was the Supercross or the MEC. This the race that what? With the Dig Dugs, where we had the music. No, going. that was Vegas f- finale. Uh, I don't know what year. One of the hardest times yeah. I've laughed in my life. It was. We had the music. We put the video together. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Jacob Marsak Award for the rider who did the best without you really ever thinking about it. Uh, there's a couple of um, guys here. We each go ahead if you if you have somebody. But uh, there's a couple of guys that come to mind. Yeah, and this race is perfect for it, man. Especially you go back even the U.S. Open also because you never knew who was going to show up mm-hmm. and again what level of prep. So this race was always ripe for the wow. Look at that. So I'm probably t- I'm, I might this might be the one you were going to pick. I'm taking it off the board. Eleventh overall is Justin Heft. Yeah. Yep. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was a fast privateer for a number of years. Uh, Pulp Max Fantasy Killer as well. Could never quite put it together, but it was fast at times. Um, mm. What about if I go Jordan Smith, who was a 250 rider, uh, riding a 350, I think, at this one for TLD and beating Barsha and Josh Grant? What about that? Oh, he got fifth overall. Yeah, yeah Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith. 546, right? Yep. I mean, I can do that. Just ahead of him, Brock Tickle in the beginning of the Red Bull KTM Brock Tickle relationship that didn't really, didn't really go well. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a, a yeah. forgotten one. That's a forgotten I, when I go one. back and watch the highlights, I'm like, oh, Tickle on KTM. Yeah, that didn't go well. No. What, five that races? Ended with six him races? Being suspended. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? Um, yep. Absolutely crazy. Little bit of uh, trivia for Brock Tickle, right? Um, all right, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Jordan Smith, good job, Jordan, beating uh, Barsha and Grant, and uh, you beat Eli Tomac, you beat Tim Geyser, you beat Bogle, who was legit back then. So yeah, good job um, for you. Bogle, uh, I think this was the beginning of Bogle on JGR, and that red flag that Marv talked about, I think that was Bogle. Was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, all right, uh, that's it. That's it for another edition of Lee at Reraceables. Thank you to our sponsors, Decal Works, Guts, Scott, Maxis. And Liet as well. And, of course, big thanks to Marv. We're going to get him back on here. Um, for a guy who said he didn't remember or didn't care that much, he seemed to know a lot about this race. So that tells me he's a sneaky, sneaky good memory guy, you know? So we'll get him back on. I mean, at Ironman, I said, we should talk about that first moto the year where you just caught Eli and Kenny and beat them straight up. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't even finish on the podium that day, so who cares? And I'm like, okay. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yep. Was that the her- second moto, he hurt that, his knee. That was so, a- yeah, I'm like, okay, you weren't on the podium. Was that the Hurlings yep. race? Oh, he did lament that one. He's like, I had it. He's like, I had it. Yeah. I was two laps away or one lap yeah. away. Because yep. Marv is always so good at Ironman. Yep. But again, he's like, yeah, but I never won. And I'm like, oh, I guess you did. He's like, never won it. Yeah, so- him and J-Mart went down to the wire, right? His bike broke. Oh, and his yeah. bike broke immediately. Yep. yep. And a funny thing about that one, we were doing the banquet at the track where, as you know, I tend to make jokes at these banquets. Yeah. And uh, Stephanie Nutt from KTM came up and she's like, please, please do not make any jokes about his bike breaking because Frankie is on the verge of suicide, even though it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Just don't make any jokes, please. We're just trying to keep him off the ledge. And I'm like, <laughs> I got it. But um, that was smart of her, too, because I don't know. Maybe I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Absolutely. Uh all right. Uh, so what I learned is at these banquets, Steve, because yep. you you and uh, Pookie were there. You were a big fan for the first time I ever hosted one. The uh, Supercross one, yeah, very good. Good job on that. Yeah, uh, I roasted a little too much. People didn't really like it. Uh, so as I refined my game through the years, I figured out that the jokes, the only people you can make jokes about that do not offend anyone, 
is Alessi jokes, Jason Lawrence jokes, and of course, Will Hahn jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will laugh well, at those three. No problem. No one's going to be like, hey, that's really jacked up what you said about Will Hahn. Never. And then also, um, uh, if you were doing it now, uh, Phil jokes. Exactly. You're yeah. right. You could never offend anybody. You could say whatever you wanted about Phil. Yeah. No, it'd be no fun. one would ever be like, dude, that was really messed up to say that about <laughs> Phil. Yeah. No, pretty I much. I said, one year when they announced the uh, – Everyone was trying to be on Team Puerto Rico for the donations in uh, 18 at Red Bud. And I said, there's so many require, there's so many people that want to race. They're going to have a couple others. We're going to have a Team Guam. I named some riders there. And then uh, the whole thing was a setup for the U.S. Virgin Islands led by Will Hunt. <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. And everybody, and everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yep. I like and that. And Will flipped me off. It was perfect. <laughs> That's great. Uh, fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to Marv again for coming on board. Uh, and tell a friend, subscribe, and all of that. Lee at Re-Raceables 2017 Monster Cup. Thanks, Weech. Yep. See ya.